Cade Mila Falta. Welcome to the Letter from Ireland show, where we travel in the footsteps of your Irish ancestors, visiting their homelands and telling their stories as they put down roots in so many places around the world. Hello everybody and welcome Falta Dave Galair. You're very welcome to the Letter from Ireland show, series 5, episode 1. We have lots of exciting ideas and stories to share with you in this new series and we invite you to visit Ireland with myself, Karina, and my husband, Mike Collins. Come on and join us as we travel in the footsteps of our Irish ancestors. Welcome back to our listeners from the previous series and if you're new here to the Letter from Ireland show, Mike and I, well, we live in the lovely Irish countryside in County Cork, way down in the south part of the island of Ireland and we love to go out and about in Ireland, meeting those who love to share their knowledge of Ireland, past and present, exploring the landscape and of course, we love to have you join with us as we visit these places of your Irish ancestors. So, what's up for today's show? Well, we're off on a special journey to Patrick's Well in County Limerick, where we meet a wonderful lady called Bernie Deneen Hicks, and she shares generously with us her love of Ireland and its folklores and customs, and tells us all about a special feature in the landscape. And now this would have been part of the ritual of our parents, grandparents and families and Irish ancestors going back thousands of years here in Ireland. Well, do you wonder what it is that was so connected with the everyday lives of the Irish and was an honoured tradition? In the show, we're going to discover the stories and celebrations around one of these hidden gems of our Irish landscapes. And when you know where to look, you'll see them everywhere. These gems that I speak of are, of course, our holy wells, and there are almost 3,000 wells around the country. And on our visit, we share a few secrets about these wells with you. Now, if any of the items we mention in today's show catch your attention, you can see all the links in the show notes at aletterfromireland.com forward slash 501. So all the links mentioned are found in aletterfromireland.com forward slash 401. So are you ready to join us as we head off to explore? Relax as we recount the journey and stories of our holy wells, and we're going to begin with the holy well at St. Patrick's Well, County Limerick. Why don't you listen here as Mike gives us his first impressions as he walks into the well. Right, so we're here at St. Patrick's Well, in St. Patrick's Well, uh, close enough between Hospital and Brough in County Limerick. And just before we talk to Bernie Hicks, I'm walking down here, into the well itself. It's a little bit of a descent and let's have a look at the water and see what it's like. Oh, lovely cold water. I think it's good for your eyes and your stomach, so we've been told anyway. And I'm sure plenty of people actually come here on a fairly regular basis to actually uh, take the water back to their house and back to their animals. So uh, I'm just going to turn around now and hopefully get back up safely. Listening to Mike enter the well at Partrick's Well, and especially when I heard the splashing of the water, it brought back the memory to me of visiting Holy Wells as a child. And Mike and I reminisced a little about the importance of water and the customs associated with it here in Ireland. 
Uh, this is Mike Collins, everybody, my partner in crime, so to speak, on Hello. the Letter from Ireland show. You're very welcome, Mike. What, Thanks, Chris. What was it like, Mike, heading into that? Well, you know, I guess doing what many of our ancestors would have done for many generations. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point, Green. Actually, when you walk down those steps into that kind of very dark and I suppose kind of very kind of watery hole, and that's what it is, you become very conscious of the steps that so many people have actually stepped before you. In fact, they're very curved as well. And it's such a kind of enclosed space and there's a little grotto right in front of you with a small statue of St. Patrick. And you're really kind of conscious of you touching the well that you're actually part of the overall experience down there inside this little house with a well in the middle of it. So it's, it's actually a very kind of um, visceral kind of experience. We were speaking there earlier and uh, you mentioned that actually in your childhood you hadn't ever got to visit a holy well. That's correct. But I did, um, and I'd love to tell you a little bit about it. Sounds good, Queen. I'm looking forward. Off well, you go. Well, my grandmother lived up uh, in North Cork, up in Mushera, and I was doing a little bit of research. I discovered that this well was called St. John's Well. At the time, I, I was a child. I was about eight. I had no idea the name of the well, took no notice, ran around and enjoyed the well. It's out on the side of a big mountain, Mushera Mountains. And uh, the well is there and it has a special cure. And of course, I was taken there as a child for that reason. So th that would have been your mother and your her sisters would have taken you, is it? Uh, my mother and my grandmother, actually, we headed up there. So, And this, this was an alternative visit to the doctor, basically, was it? I suppose it was the first port to call. <laughs> so we went there anyway, because I had this wart on the side of my finger. I can still see it to today. And it was quite big. And we actually had visited the doctor. And the doctor said if the wart didn't come off, it would have to be frozen off, which to my mind as a child was a major operation. <laughs> and I was willing to, to, yeah. to go over to this well for this trip so we went to the well because the well actually is a very special well there in Mushra and it's St. John's well is known for cures for warts so I went there put my finger in the water came back and Mike you wouldn't believe it the very next day took off the bandage and the wart just fell off into the sink and it, you were a believer from that moment on were you I then was converted to the power of the holy wells <laughs> and no doubt your mother and her sisters are very happy with that result too well they probably did the stations there as you know people go around and they offer prayers and uh, there are 14 big stations i think they're stations of the cross there at that musher well in north cork so they they would have gone there and they would have gone there regularly i think on the feast day of saint john is it amazing the faith that kind of propelled i suppose people's beliefs in those cures and visits to those places and they're really kind of so much of what we were all about for so long, weren't they? I guess so. And if you look back at the translation of Tubber, which is the Irish for well, Tubber, and we, we say Tubber for holy well, Tubber Nefa, that would be the saintly well, or Tubber Banaha, which would be kind of a blessed well. That links back, I suppose, as, uh, you know, right back into the tradition of maybe uh, pre-Celtic times where people, I suppose, honoured the water and they prayed for good weather and they hoped that, you know, they would save the crops and, and so on. So it really links back into, I think, our mystical past. So maybe I touched into a little bit of that there with my own cure when I was a little girl. Absolutely. Isn't that interesting, though? I mean, you know, as you say, you got the water, it kind of prevails through so much of our lives obviously uh going through feeding the animals and uh people and the cures and distilling and brewing and all sorts of things and also kind of marking uh those holy spots visits some saints 
And also, I suppose, marking um, certain times of the year, because I know in the Celtic calendar that they were very special times at these wells. And of course, all the wells have their own special feast days. Um, again, that would be the Christian tradition overlying, I think, possibly, you know, the Celtic year when you have Embullock and Bealtaine and Lunasa and those particular dates that people would have gone to the wells to, to honour them. Yeah. And, you know, just you mentioned there about uh, Christianity as well, Corrine, and uh, the pre-Celtic you know, and the Christian but also, if you think about the cities and the towns around Ireland, they started to kind of come up at the time of uh, Christianity, really kind of from the 10 hundreds, the 11 hundreds onwards. And at that time, the monks used to actually establish themselves like the Franciscan monks in places around the wells, typically. And you, you can imagine just how important it was to have a clean source of water for a city and a town. You had the idea of uh, both for actually drinking directly and also for brewing and distilling. And hence the Franciscans, for example, you know, here in Cork we have the Franciscan Well, which is literally a well just at the, the near the top of the top of the town. So still, they moved still there today, yeah, yeah. which is amazing. So they moved in and they started to actually control and tax access to this clean water. So you know that that kind of concept of water having a value above and beyond just what it was. You know, it, it was clean water. It was kind of water with a cure. It was water associated with a very important kind of. Um, I suppose, kind of ceremony in the mind of people. But it was always seen as being something that was powerful, either powerful directly or powerful to actually control and actually dole out to others. Well, that's it's an interesting point, Mike, that you make there. I think we're probably discovering the power of water again. Yeah, absolutely. So let's get back to Partrick's Well. Our trip to Patrick's Well that day was a special one because we got to meet the lady whose family have cared for the well in Patrick's Well for many generations. Her name was Bernie Deneen Hicks and her Deneen family have looked after the well and of course they knew all about its history. So Bernie was the perfect lady to join us to fill us in on how the well got its name and what the well meant to her family and the local community. Bernie, thanks for coming here and telling me all about St. Patrick's Well. We're standing right in front of it now and the well is just behind us. Can you just describe what people are seeing when they come here to the well? Uh, there's a little old kind of small church built over the main holy part of the well here, which has been there for as long as I can remember and um, way before my father's time, I'm sure my grandfather's, great-grandfather's time. We believe it was built by them, the Deneens and the of Patrick's Well. We believe my father said the stones possibly came from the old graveyard. There was an old church there. Um, this is the, the holy part of the well. Uh, St. Patrick was reported to have lived or travelled here. Uh, it's did I hear a story that this name Patrick's Well got its name because St. Patrick's supposed to have slept a night here? The- that's correct. Yes, yes. Uh, he, on his travels, stayed here, uh, slept on a little bed, which is further up at the hill there behind us. He had There were three little wells here, being the Father, Son and the Holy Spirit. This is the Holy One. That one there was a, a general well so, that people use. So just in front of us, we'll walk over here yeah. to us, just in front of us here, is... Um, an old typical well which you would think of with a big round wall around it and nice still water inside there and what part of the well is this this would be probably where people draw water from from so this would have been an everyday used well yes yes from people from around the locality would come here draw their water to feed their cattle uh, or to come with buckets for washing and everything like that it then 
uh, further down we further walk, down. We walk along so we're walking along a stony path here and this circular path going around by the mm-hmm. wells would this be used as part of what they call the pattern day right, the, the St. Patrick's Day and uh, what is the pattern day it's a day, it's the day, it's a day in the 17th of March which is St. Patrick's Day where local people would come for the day and pray they would walk around the well they would say three or four decades of the rosary they there was an old thing where they would pick up a stone and leave it somewhere I'm not too sure about what the situation there with that was uh, I, I believe in some of the wells they people took rags and, and bits of cloth and yeah. put it on maybe the injured part of their body and then tied it up on a tree perhaps the stone was a bit like that that you just threw away your illness possibly yes yes uh, I, I, I don't remember anything about stone um, cloths and yes. I do know what you're talking yes, about yes I haven't seen any cloths here no. but sometimes they do, you do see them on yeah. the local trees yeah and what was the well here famous for cure-wise? Uh, they reckon that it was uh, good for eyesight and it was also good for stomach ailments. Personally, I would think myself that was because there was a lot of lime in yes. the land and lime is chalky and was good for yeah. curing any stomach ailments. So there was a, a science yeah. behind the, the superstitions as well? Yeah, so maybe, maybe it was true, maybe it wasn't, I don't know. My okay. father always maintained that it was good for the eyesight. And your father and yourself and your family down through the generations live just beside the well here. So you've been minding the well as such. Yes, we have. Before uh, I came back to live here, my brother and my mother and my other sister would, um, and local people would clean up the well for St. Patrick's Day. That was a big tradition, cleaning it up for St. Patrick's Day. But we try and keep it good all year round because there's people coming all year round. So you get a lot of visitors to we just do. see the Holy Well? Yes, we do. A lot of people come. A lot of people who might be away from the, the area would come back and maybe people come to the graveyard to visit their family's graves. They would come to the well as well, you know. Uh, the, the, the area around where the stones and the paths were put out by um, Lockhart Development. So we'll walk, the, we walk uh, along further mm-hmm. along the path here. It's really That's the other very well. pretty. Oh, so now we've come to the third well. the third part of the well. well yeah. So mm-hmm. tell me a little bit about that the third part. We'll walk again. in closer there to, to uh, what... what so this is where the stream seems to come out. Yes, the stream would have come right down into the small well. There's lots of streams and springs coming into this, uh, coming down and into the small well from that well into the bigger well, which was used as utility well. This was used for feeding cattle or drinking. Cows. They could have a drink. A drink. Uh, that's what we, we, our cows came to drink water when the, the years gone by there was probably no, no water in the fields. So they would use this well to drink out of. Uh, I remember that my well, myself very well because our cattle used to come in then to the paddock to be milked. But um, so that was, and again, that st- had to stop off here for a yeah. little drink at the well. Yes, we would make them drink there because they'd go up the hill and there'd be no water up there. But, uh, and again, that's the significance of the three, the three, the three St. Patrick's, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, like the shamrock. So there was the, the pattern was there for three. So there was such there was three wells. So that would indicate that he probably did come here. Yes. It's debatable, of course, it's a long time ago. Yes. So it's but but it's, we'll it's believe it. You'll believe it for we, your for your place. We, we will believe it because it's nice to know yes. that he possibly came here. Yeah. yeah. So this so Patrick's well called after Saint Patrick and the feast day on Patrick's Day. And so I would imagine Patrick's Day is a busy day here at this well, so very busy, very busy. Uh, over the last maybe 10 years, we have uh, 
a, 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 a walk from the church after Mass up to here. We'd come here, a big crowd of people would come from church. Everybody from church would come up, but it could come. We'd come here and our local historian, Michael Quinlan, who has since passed away, uh, would give us um, the history of St. Patrick, um, which we all knew anyway from going to school here. Uh, but we'd throw in a little bit more in the, into the melting pot for us. And everybody would do the rounds, as they call them, around the well. Again, when I was a child, the rounds went to the tree above, which was the, where St. Patrick's bed is. They would go through that little, there was a little gate there, and they would go through up there. Um, again, that was the rounds, but that private land. Okay, you can't go, now you can't go, you you can't can't go as far as that now. No, so you, you, so no. you, you keep your round just yes. around here by, yes. by the well. Yeah. Okay. Um, the rosary was said, the um, St. Patrick's hymn, the glorious St. Patrick was uh, sung. And throughout the whole day, then people would come and go and come and go. You'd see a lot of people coming and go here, you know. Well, Bernie, thanks very much yeah. for telling me about the traditions of the well. Yeah. And I'm so thrilled to meet you because you're, you're living, as you say, right beside the well. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's been close to your family for many, many, many years. years, many generations, really. Mm-hmm. And as, as we know, these wells existed even before mm-hmm. St. Patrick and mm-hmm. pre, pre-Christian yeah. era. Yeah. So it's we're great. touching in here now to a yeah. part of history. And it was great. It was a great social. When I was a child, it was a great social gathering because my, my mother's family would come from just outside hospital. They would come down and speak spend the day with my mother and we would be looking at people we'd be we'd be up there as children watching who was coming and all that kind of thing so we, it was really a great great excitement. we really looked forward to it you know yes. really look forward it was great excitement well thank you bernie bernie denine hicks but yes, you're one of one of the denines from the locality here in county limerick mm-hmm. so thanks very much bernie yes, for sure. showing thank us you. and the green room and your irish heritage patrick's well thank you thanks thanks Don't you love the way the practical aspect of life is catered for too at the well? The first part of the well, or the holy well as it's known, is linked to prayer and cures. And then you've got the second part of the well, which had water for the house and for the home and for washing. Of course, that was well before the days of indoor plumbing. And then you had the third part of the well, which was really a little stream for the cattle to drink from. The three parts of the well are laid out on a lovely green gentle slope to the side of the road opposite the Deneen home. And when we first arrived at Bernie's house, I couldn't believe that the well was just there right across the road from our home and very close to to an old graveyard. Many of the wells in Ireland are often located in hidden and very out of the way places in the countryside. And you will very often have to ask locals to get directions and possibly end up hiking over some muddy fields and ditches to get to those wells. Others, like here at Partick's Well, you can spot easily. And some are even easier to spot because they are colourful, highly ornate and adorned with holy statues, medals, pictures, flowers and candles. But here at Partick's Well, there's just a really lovely statue of St. Partick himself. Did you hear Bernie mention the rounds and the pattern day? Well, as you know, each well has a pattern day. And this is a day the local people come to do the rounds of prayers at the well. And just as at Bernie's in St. Patrick's Well, the pattern day is celebrated on the feast day of the saint that's linked to the well. So I don't think there's any marks for guessing that at Patrick's Well, the feast day is, of course, St. Patrick's Day on March the 17th each year. And we'll have to make a return visit ourselves one of the years to experience that celebration for sure. 
When the pilgrims come to pay the rounds, they follow a circular route around the Holy Well. Now, this route is sometimes called a truss in Irish, and it's always clockwise following the path of the sun. So you can see how old the tradition of the Holy Well is. If you went anti-clockwise, this was considered extremely unlucky or maybe even an insult and was only used for mischief. Sometimes one round of prayers around the well was all that was required and you could go off and celebrate, but others needed more, like the well I spoke about earlier, St. John's Well up in Mushra, for example. You needed to do three rounds of the well to get your prayers answered there. And it isn't all prayer at the pattern days and the celebration that Bernie describes, and I'm talking about many hundreds of years ago now, led to lots of trouble for our ancestors. Even if you go back to 1660, things got so lively and the pilgrimages got so boisterous, there was dancing, flute playing, bands of music, righteous revels and other abuses in visiting wells and other holy places. And it was actually forbidden to do so by the Synod of Tume. That was back in 1660. Then, of course, there came the penal laws in the early 18th century, and they, of course, were very against the Catholics gathering. And so a fine was meted out to those who gathered at the well, 10 shillings in all those who met, 20 on anybody who was there to sell them ales, victuals or other commodities. And if you didn't pay up, it was a public flogging for default of payment. So that wasn't so good. And after all that, despite all of that, Pattern days continued to flourish and were big business by the late 18th and early 19th century because some wells could attract literally thousands of pilgrims who'd start to arrive days before the religious activities began. So it was very good for business as large crowds, as you know, need to be fed, watered, entertained. So there were shops, bars and vendors of all sorts attracted to satisfy their needs encampments were growing up in the fields all around the wells. So much entertainment and fun was associated with these pattern days and it goes right up to today. They don't last days now but as you can imagine when you heard Bernie there talking about her family and there they were herself and her siblings looking out the window enjoying all the fun of the preparation of the pattern day her mother's family coming to visit and all the neighbors coming as well what excitement and wasn't it wonderful to think that all this happened still on March the 17th each year in Partrickswell County Limerick Another pattern day that is close to my heart as well is the one in Gugonbarra. Of course, Gugonbarra was where St. Finbar, the patron saint of Cork City, which is just in the road from us here, he founded a monastic cell there in the 6th century. And the pattern day for Gugonbarra in County Cork has its own day. It's actually called Gugon Sunday and celebrated at the end of September. And Mike and I visited Gugon and it's the ancestral home of the Cronins. So very close to my Cronin heart as I was born, Karina Cronin. And the setting is here. There's a little church right on the lakeside. It's so lovely. Many travel here from near and far to be married there. And the pattern day is famous all around. If you visit Ireland, perhaps you might consider now adding a visit to a holy well to your itinerary and experience an outing that would have been a special day in the lives of your Catholic ancestors. We know that many holy well sites consist of three elements, the well or the water source, a standing rock or hill and a sacred tree. This is usually a very old, large tree. 
So before we left Burnie and St. Patrick's Well, I was eager to discover if such a tree was associated with the well here in County Limerick. When you, when you were young, there was the... The well tree. And the, the it was quite a big tree and it was reaching up over. So my mother decided one day that tree needs to go because it was knocking the... Electricity, electricity wire? Yeah, knocking the electricity. And it did actually come down at one stage across the house here. Now, it didn't do any damage, but it did come down. So that was taken away. And another one was grown, and that one was removed about five or six years ago. This one, this one here was... So you're on to your third tree. We're on to our third tree. That's right, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Bernie. Okay. As luck would have it, I heard more about that special well tree from another source. It's a wonderful resource that I checked as I was researching this famous well, and it is the school's collection. Now, the school's collection was written by school children back in the 1930s, maybe 11, 12 year old kids. The children's homework was to record in pencil into their copybooks the stories and events passed down through the generations about the area they lived in. You may remember we did a previous podcast on the school's collection in series three, episode four, and I'll let a link in the show notes to that if you'd like to listen. And I didn't I discover that one child recorded the story about St. Patrick's Well, and I'd love to read to you what that little girl wrote in her copybook all that time ago in the Holy Wells from the school's collection, County Limerick. And the lady that recorded it is now Mrs. William Casey, Kilbal. Bally Owen, County Limerick. And it was written, of course, in English with fantastic flourishes in the script, especially in the S's, P's and D letters. And it was lovely to see the pencil and the penmanship in this old line school copybook. But here's what she wrote about Partrick's Well. Partrick's Well is situated about a mile and a half southeast of Loch Gur in the County Limerick. It is in the parish of Nocanini. The local inhabitants say that St. Patrick slept a night under a tree near this well. The tree can still be seen near the well and it is very tall and thick. The well is divided into three parts. The first part of the well where the water rises up and out of the ground is partly covered with stone flags and the water of which cannot be boiled because a local inhabitant cut down some of St. Patrick's tree which grew over the well for firewood. It is said that a curse befell the local tree cutter and himself suffered mental agony afterwards and his family and cousins died without issue. Now, would you believe that the names listed in an asterisk then below are Connolly with two cousins, Connolly, and the third person was none other than a Deneen. So I wonder if that is a Deneen linked to maybe a member of our green room from there. And I wonder if it's linked to Bernie Deneen's family too. I was delighted to find that little story written by that schoolgirl all those years ago about the Holy Well, St. Patrick's Well. And listeners, I hope you enjoy the show on Holy Wells and look out for those wonderful shrines that link us to our past if ever you get to visit us here in Ireland. That about brings us to the close of our show for today. A warm thanks to Bernie, caretaker at St. Patrick's Well County Limerick, and thanks to you listeners for your company on today's Letter from Ireland show. Thank you to all our friends in the green room and all our readers on the weekly Letter from Ireland. If you're wondering about your Irish ancestors and you want to connect with us and discover more, I'll leave a link to the green room in the show notes at a letterfromireland.com 
forward slash 501. Why not give it a try? Sure, you'll never know who you'll discover and who you'll find out about. And maybe, as the Green Room members say, your ancestors are calling you and waiting to be discovered. Till we chat again, here's a lovely old Irish blessing. Good day, Shiv Slán, which means that you may all go and be safe. And we look forward to you joining us again next time on the Letter from Ireland show. If you've enjoyed today's Letter from Ireland show, we'd like to invite you to check out our special membership area, the Green Room. You hear us mention it a lot during the show. And you can find full details of the Green Room at letterfromireland.com forward slash green room. Our green room is the essential resource for anybody at any stage in researching their Irish heritage because it's where we delve into all the good stuff to help you break down those brick walls and really connect the pieces in your Irish ancestry puzzle. In the green room, you get access to online genealogists, extensive research tools, quick win training, as well as member-only access to johngrenham.com and a very supportive, active community to help you along the way with feedback and advice. The green room is the perfect place to be for anybody starting or continuing their Irish ancestry search. So why don't you come and join us there at a letterfromireland.com forward slash green room. That's it for me, but I'll be back next time with another installment of the Letter from Ireland show. And I really look forward to chatting to you then. Slán Gafol, Karina. <laughs>